The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I wanted to talk for just a couple of minutes about reporting on your experience. For this retreat, I think reporting is crucial. It's a crucial part of the practice and the support for your integration of the work. It seems as though the expectation or the thought of reporting increases the interest in doing the practice. (laughs) Uh, It seems to add some juice to it. So I I want to encourage you to all, um, whether or not you get to report on a particular day, but I'd like you to think about or have some idea of what you might report about your experience. Now the reporting is description of actual experience, not interpretation of experience and not ideas about experience. So as much as possible describing what your present moment actual experience is. That also, that act of learning how to report your present moment actual experience, it's, it takes some time, it's, it's, a, it's a skill that we have to learn how to do that. And that skill also supports the practice because it inclines us since we are since we are knowing that we will be talking about our experience in that way it inclines us to be looking at our experience in that way as opposed to through our ideas expectations and judgments so it's a very very skillful tool in our practice. Now I have to say some words to those of us in internet land who aren't here to actually be able to report. And for those of you also, um, after the retreat ends, the, the reporting that you learn here, the reporting skill that you learn here can be continued you can continue to practice it, you can continue to hone it in a couple of ways after the retreat. And for those of you in the, on the internet during, this, during the uh, listening of the recordings, by finding a buddy to regularly report your experience to in this way. This could be an email, an email buddy. It doesn't have to be a face-to-face conversation. An email is good because then uh, you can do it in your own time. It doesn't have to be a time where you find, a, find a, a time where you can both get together to talk. You could do it on the phone if you like or a face-to-face meeting. But it's good to, to report your experience to someone a couple times a week. Uh, maybe even once a day initially as you're, as you're getting familiar with this idea of reporting. Another way to, to work with this is to use journaling. To report essentially to yourself through writing. Some people journaling works for other people, it doesn't. So just uh, play with it and see, see how it, it is for you.
So you might once a day just write down what you've noticed, maybe at the end of the day, write down what you've noticed around your daily life practice. Not your thoughts about it, not your views and opinions about it, but what you actually noticed. So this week, we are going to be practicing reporting. It's a, it's a huge part of the work this week. And it is a skill that will aid you in your daily life practice. It also is a skill that aids you in your sitting practice if you choose to use it that way. So at some point this week, we'll do an exercise on reporting. But today, I also want to just hear from you, actually get some reports. So this is really simply, I'm interested in hearing what you are experiencing. Actually, I'm really interested in this. So, um, and I will probably have some comments, (laughs) some things to say (laughs) to support your both your reporting and what you might look at, what you might have missed seeing. So the skill of reporting, one of the things it does as we get familiar with it, at least what I found for myself personally as I got familiar with this skill of reporting, is that as I began constructing my report, thinking about how I was going to report my experience, I began to hear my teacher's response. And I understood that it was a, it was a pathway essentially for becoming my own teacher. That as we learn how to see our experience through this direct, through non-interpretation, non-judgment, as we begin to see our experience that way and report on it in that way, we learn to see what we're missing. We learn to see what we haven't noticed about our experience. And it begins to to guide us ever more deeply into our present moment experience, essentially by noticing what we haven't noticed. In the act of reviewing back, thinking back about what we did notice, we recognize, oh, when I was in that part of the experience, I was kind of thinking I was engaged in the direct experience, but really what I was doing was judging. And I didn't notice that I was judging. So it begins to reveal to us, this act of reporting begins to reveal to us areas where we have have missed something that happened. So, anybody would like to start by reporting? Bill. Uh, So I suppose you want us to be honest about this. Um, (laughs) Yes, honesty is a part of reporting. (laughs) Your choice. Okay, um, so... um, (laughs) It's difficult to be mindful in all these areas that you have suggested. and um, um, so my frequent activity uh, that's ephemeral is going through passageways, um, doorways, uh, in between our living room and our kitchen. There's not a door. There's just a strip of aluminum where the carpet ends and the linoleum begins. So I count that. Um, and... Um, no, I really never notice. Um, sometimes, when I'm on top of things, I, uh, I realize that I haven't been mindful of that passage. 
um, uh, very soon after I do it. Um, other times I don't. Um, but I, I, the, the thing I notice more than anything is, uh, is that when I get caught up in, in the activities, sometimes the stresses of everyday life or emotions that are um, coming up um, in a large way because of life you know, situations, I just blast through life. And I'm, uh, part of me likes being that way, even though part of me knows that's not the most skillful way uh, to live moment by moment. But, uh, and then being, being mindful is, is uh, something that really doesn't happen um, when I'm caught up in, in mm-hmm. the things I have to do. Mm-hmm. So um, how often are you remembering that you have forgotten? How often does that happen? Does that happen in the midst of some of this being caught up in all of the... Oh, let's say 20% of the time. 20% of the time while you're in the... Oh, no, no. uh, uh, After I've passed through a doorway or passageway, and then after a little time has passed... Then you remember. Then I remember like one-fifth of the time. Okay, okay. Um, and in that, when you remember, are you in the midst? What, what's happening to you in the, those moments when you, when you remember? Are you in the midst of that recognizing? I mean, you obviously recognize that the condition of being caught up inhibits mindfulness. So have you noticed that kind of yes. in the moment? Yes, uh, and and uh, to give myself some credit, you know, I I do understand what's happening when when I do on those occasions when I do pause and reflect on what I've just been doing, like for the past few minutes. Uh, I see, I do see the chain of dependent origination and 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 why my mind is present when it is and why it's not present. When it's okay, not. so what I'd like to suggest you play with is and this is this is this is challenging i mean this this is uh it's hard to get an entryway into that mind state of being kind of in that mood of being oh here's this thing to do you know there's it sounds like there's some kind of enthusiasm you say you like it so there's probably some enthusiasm for what you're doing maybe some excitement some engagement in what's happening is that is that happening um so it sounds like you might have an idea that mindfulness means not being that way Well, I hadn't thought of it in such terms, but as soon as you say that, that strikes a chord. So open yourself to the possibility that mindfulness can infuse that experience, that you can be aware of. I mean, it's not the detailed kind of precise mindfulness. It's not the slowed-down mindfulness. It may not even be pleasant, but you can be aware of this whole kind of complex of movement of excitement and engagement just in a very gentle way. So in the moment when you remember, if you're in the midst of that complex of experience of the engagement and the activity, when the mindfulness rearises in the midst of that, don't try to stop it. Just feel it. Go on with whatever you're doing and see if you can kind of feel the kind of... the, the whole feeling of it. I mean, when, as, I, as I kind of hear you, 
I'm getting a feeling in my body of what it might be like. I mean, you know, kind of like the, the rising energy, the moving forward, the, the mind thinking forward of what it needs to do and kind of a, an excitement and happiness about it. Yeah, every once in a while, I do catch myself and say, my chitta's really stirred up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's fine for that to be happening. And you can be mindful of it. You don't have to stop that from happening. But, but for me, the challenge is to be aware um, that I'm all riled up and understand that more often. Yes, yes, exactly. But Not, not just occasionally. But um, I'm, I'm hoping that this permission to just be aware of whatever it is and not have to try to slow down or stop it or, or you know, interpret it as something that's counter to mindfulness. We, we sometimes have these states of mind that we feel are counter to mindfulness. And so when we wake up into them, we think, oh, got to let go of that. And what I'm suggesting is that you have the, hold the possibility that you can simply wake up into it and see what happens. And when you wake up into That's it, good. just, just uh, when you wake up into it, you know, when you Notice that you have woken up. See if you can ride the wave of that. It's kind of like surfing. You know, ride the wave of that feeling. You know, don't... It's, it, it might actually be kind of fun. <laughs> and that might encourage you to... When you begin to get familiar with how to be mindful of that experience, it will increase the mindfulness in that experience. And if I can get to where I can do that often, don't you think it'll work out that that uh, my chitta, so to speak, does calm down? It probably will. Yes, I mean because often when we're caught in that kind of movement, there is some stirred upness of it. It can be that we're just in that space of needing to move quickly and doing something and being right there and being present, but our mind isn't agitated around it. So it, it will ten, I think it will tend to calm the, the agitation around it down. But it, it doesn't have to get in the way of the, the speed of the movement or the doing. I mean, that's the whole movement in this daily life practice. Um, to just wake up into the midst of what we're doing. So what you have noticed, and I'll just kind of summarize this, is that when you, you, you were finding a particular state of mind that was making it difficult for you to be mindful. So the interest then becomes, can I bring mindfulness to that thing that I feel like makes it difficult to be mindful, not to try to stop it, but to try to open into it. Thank you. It sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Diana. <laughs> Thank you, thank, thank you, Bill, for uh, being honest. Because um, so my frequent activity that I chose was standing up, and I have never once been <laughs> mindful when I was standing up. But what I discover is that I think like, oh, I'm sitting down. I'm going to stand up soon. I'll be mindful when I do, but I haven't. Uh-huh. So it's interesting that, and I do find. So maybe this is a judgment on top of it. I am amused by how I just am unable to do something which is so seemingly simple. (laughs) Seemingly simple is the word for it. It is not simple. (laughs) And, And for all of you, this is not simple. What we're trying to do is not simple. So if it seems hard to you, if you find that you're not ever remembering... That's the way it works. So, but what you are noticing is that you notice when you're sitting down that you remember in advance. Yes, yes. So in that moment, um, you, you ha- it sounds like you're making the resolve in a way, okay, I'm going to try to remember when I do get up. And maybe you don't. 
But in that moment also, are you taking in what's happening to you then and there when you notice or remember, oh, I'm sitting down? Yes, I do take that opportunity to like, like feel my breath, check in what are my feet doing, those kind of things. So I am trying to be mindful of then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I have this idea, I'm going to maintain this until I stand up. <laughs> but it doesn't usually happen. Yes, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. <laughs> so in that moment, um, um, you might in that exploration, one, one way to play with this is to kind of get interested. And again, you know, one of the things one of my teachers likes to say is uh, nothing I say is an instruction of something to do. It's more of a possibility for something that might be seen. So that goes for you too as well, Bill. Um, We can't really... I mean, we can sometimes try to engage in doing practices... But very often, as you're noticing, it's really hard <laughs> to do these things. So when you notice that you're sitting down and you have this idea of, okay, I know I'm going to be standing up, rather than thinking of trying to maintain the mindfulness for that whole time, see if you can take an interest in you're now mindful, right? You know that you know that you're aware. Take an interest in seeing if you can notice what catches your attention, where you begin to lose the mindfulness. Sometimes we think we have this idea that we're either mindful or we're not mindful, and that we can't really notice our mind as it slips away. But we can actually have a sense of that feeling of mindfulness, especially as we get familiar with the feeling of mindfulness, is the feeling of being aware, we can begin to see, it's kind of like with mindfulness, our mind is right with our experience. We know what's happening. And we kind of can begin to see this like disconnection happen. Something, you know, we're kind of still there, but we're losing it a little bit. We get pulled a little bit into something and we can be aware of what that is. So get interested in what makes that separation happen and play with exploring that. Okay. That's so the transition. Yes. Okay. That's actually that sounds interesting to me. So thank you for that. <laughs> it is it is interesting. It it, it it begins to instruct us in where we get caught. My task is standing up as well. Um, yeah, I missed a lot of it. I I think I remember one time as I was standing up that I was aware, but that was just once, <laughs> and then I remembered afterwards. Um, also, when I was doing the um, task of brushing my teeth, I um, noticed that my body was tense, um, and I thought that was kind of weird. It was for no reason. And um, I felt the tension like in my belly, like upper belly. Um, and I noticed that I was doing that frequently. Like um, like when I sense like a small like fear or something like that, um, my body would tense up. And um, I noticed that a lot. Um, and also, um, I got a, like a call from like a company. Um, I've been trying to find work, so, um, I got a phone call and then, um, I had this really good feeling <laughs> so <laughs> throughout the day, but like at the end of the day, um, I sort of felt like uh, some feelings of anxiety, like what if I don't get it? Um, so there was like the other side of mm. happy feelings. Um, so that was interesting. And um, I tried to um, um, p- 
put a sticky note on my laptop so that um, it worked like a prop. Um, if I see that, I'd be aware. Um, and when the internet is slow or my computer is slow, I try to um, be aware of my frustration mm-hmm. instead of like I usually just um, feel sort of like my frustration moves forward and I just become more frustrated. But I um, try to be mindful of that. Like I try to step back so that I become more aware. Um, it's, uh, it felt like an opportunity for me to like um, have some space during that time. Um, so it was, it worked like a, like a gift to me. So it was very good. Yeah, computers can be an amazing teacher. <laughs> yeah, we we um, I find myself a lot getting kind of just tense and anxious, and just keep reminding, oh, just settle back, relax, relax. You know, I don't have to be tense around this activity. Um, in the the standing up activity, when you're remembering that you've forgotten. What do you notice? What happens for you when you when you remember? Mm, I think I um, go. The first feeling I think is like, oh shoot, I forgot again. <laughs> um, and then I I'm gonna I say to myself, I'm, I'm gonna remember next time, and it feels like I'm gonna do it next time. I'm gonna really remember, but then um, I. Don't and then um, when I look back, I kind of see myself um, caught in the moment, like mm-hmm. talking to a friend or um, just like, oh, I, I'm gonna get something, so I'm gonna stand up, and then I just see myself like not being aware. So I kind of look back at the previous instance mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when I didn't remember, and then. I resolve to remember again, then I forget. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what happens. <laughs> um, that first moment of, oh shoot, um, there has been a moment before that where you have come back into awareness because you wouldn't have the ability to say oh shoot unless there was a moment of awareness before that yeah I think um, it just comes in like uh, like a wave maybe like um, just um, like it's um, slow but I um, I'm aware at that time and then and then awareness is there and then um, it slips out sometimes my mind just finds something attractive and then go into that or I usually don't um, notice when it slips away like so are you talking about before you stand now, or are you talking about the moment when you remember? Yeah, the moment that I remember. Okay. Um, yeah, the moment that I remember that I awareness is there, and then it just kind of fades, or... Yeah, I don't catch that moment, I don't think. Right. Yeah. That, that, I'm, I'm sure you're not catching that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to... To, to point you to, to okay. kind of um, um, part of the point, as I mentioned on Sunday, part of the point of this exercise is to help you begin to notice the moment when you remember. You know, that, and the first way you start noticing it is through that, oh, shoot, you know, you re- that's the first thing you recognize. I've forgotten. As we go on, if you continue to take an interest in that moment of remembering itself, because it's it's crucial. This this aspect of the practice is really uh, 
It's a really fundamental part of the whole practice, not, not the actual remembering on the moment. That's, that's important too in its own way, but the first part is really getting familiar with what it feels like when we come back. You know, we've been lost in thought, something has been engaging us, and something brings us back and we remember. Something, something does that. Mm-hmm. So taking an interest in noticing as soon as possible that moment of remembering. That that interest itself may help to cut the, the judgment of the oh shoot mm-hmm. to just kind of, okay, what is it, what is it like right now? You know, what, I'm mindful again. Just, just this, this infusion of the mind being present. What does that feel like? What's the difference between the mind being here now and what it was a few minutes ago? Or a moment ago. Now this, this feeling of awareness, of knowing. Initially, I think we, we connect it to a particular state of mind in a way that there's a way that we feel like the mindfulness means that our experience will be very clear, very that, that we will feel very awake, alert. That's the first place we really begin to notice that clarity, is when our minds come into a, a state of clear, direct mindfulness. The mind feels awake, alert. And so as we explore this quality of awareness, we begin to see over time that we can wake up into the midst of spacing out. And that doesn't have the same feeling. It doesn't feel like, oh, the mind is clear and alert and present. It it feels like the mind is spacing out. It's kind of like (laughs) just this, this kind of dull vibration. And the... Awareness can be completely, perfectly, clearly aware of that dull vibration. It doesn't have the same kind of, ooh, alert, seeing, feeling all of the clarity of the outer world, but it has a sense of clearly knowing dullness or clearly knowing spaciness. And so we, we start to get familiar with the feeling of awareness. And over time, we will begin to tease it apart from the way we're experiencing the world. Initially, it does feel like that mindfulness, that awareness, puts us into a state of particular way of seeing the world. And that's, that's a fine way to begin the exploration but that will that will skew our view of mindfulness to to thinking that oh if i'm in this dull state i can't be mindful so a lot of times the coming into awareness again has that quality of kind of being spaced out or dull or slightly caught and so it kind of feels like Oh, okay, yep, I'm aware, but you know, in order to really be aware, I have to wake myself up. I have to pull myself out of this zzz, dull, zzz, buzzy state. I noticed this at breakfast this morning. You know, I'm pretty tired. I think I slept maybe six hours or something last night. And I was eating breakfast. And I, I came back into awareness over my, my bowl of cereal, and I was just kind of spaced out. <laughs> Mine was in this zoned state. But it was pleasant. You know, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't have to fight this. It's just like the mind needed to be spaced out at that moment. And I could be aware of that. I could be aware of that. And it lasted, you know, being aware of it, it lasted for, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 seconds, something like that. And then the mind kind of like, woo, woke up 
and then became more clear. So this is just kind of a, a, an exploration of that moment of remembering. And you may not be able to see that clarity or that kind of, uh, that kind of understanding of the mind waking up for a while. But taking an interest in the remembering itself can be a great tool, not only for letting go of the judgment, but for really beginning to understand this, the mindfulness itself. Does this make sense? Are you, is this? um, I often use this analogy of the mind being like a mirror. I know many of you have heard this analogy, but I'll go ahead and and, uh, do it again. The, uh, the mind can be aware of pretty much anything. And it doesn't matter what we're aware of. I think often we have this idea that being mindful means that we'll be feeling a certain way, our experience will be perceived in a certain way, So that the mind basically reflects experience. The mind doesn't care. The mind does not care what it's experiencing. It can be experiencing pleasant things. It can be experiencing unpleasant things. Its job is simply to reflect. Let's say the, the knowing aspect of the mind, the knowing and the perceiving aspect of the mind do not care. There's some other part of the mind that really cares what it's experiencing. But the, the knowing part, the part that just takes in experience, it doesn't care. It's, its job is just to take in experience. And that's the part that's like a mirror. You know, there's the mirror, and its job is to reflect, just reflect whatever is in front of it. It can reflect beautiful Things, it can reflect really ugly things. The capacity of the mirror to reflect is not changed by what it reflects. And likewise with our mind. The capacity of our mind to know, to perceive, is not changed by what is perceived or what is known. Now, going a little further with this mirror analogy... Think about the way a mirror is when in your bathroom you've taken a warm shower and the mirror is all steamed up. It's no longer reflecting the objects in the room. So from one perspective, it doesn't seem to be functioning as a mirror anymore. It's kind of fogged over. But you know, actually, if you reflect on this, you know that the mirror itself is perfectly reflecting every drop of steam that's on the mirror. All those little water drops are being perfectly reflected. So the mirror is functioning perfectly well. It is just reflecting something that's very close to it. So our idea of it as a mirror, functioning as a mirror, It doesn't function in the way we normally think of mirrors functioning, to be able to reflect us, the room, whatever. But it's doing its job. It's doing its job. So in a similar way, when we're dull or sleepy or foggy, it's kind of like our mind feels like it can't function in the way that we think of it functioning. It can't function to accomplish things or to take in experience through sight, through sound. It's just kind of zoned out. It's dull. It can kind of take in stuff, but it's really foggy. You know, it's really not clear. But the knowing and perceiving quality of mind can clearly know that dullness or that zoned outness. 
So the the understanding of this feeling of awareness gets more and more refined as we start to understand that the mind how the mind reflects and and that the mind pretty much reflects anything So an interest in that moment of remembering can help us to explore this, explore this whole idea, the, the, uh, the experience, the experience of knowing, the experience of being aware. So if just taking an interest in that, can I be aware of that? What's the soonest I can notice that I have come back into awareness? I did that. I played with it that way for a while. You know, it's kind of like I got very interested in this moment of remembering, and and it's like, oh, how how soon? You know, what, how can I? How soon can I remember this? So it's just it's just kind of like turning the mind towards that question. It becomes a a way then that the mind uh, responds to its experience. So just that inclination can help to wake the mind up for that experience in some... I'm not sure how that works, but it seems to. (laughs) Thank you, Min. I really appreciate what you are teaching us and uh, because I was interested in the mindful, and I'm hearing mindfulness uh, here. I coming from the beginning of this building, maybe ten years. I'm hearing so much, but uh, uh, how we really do it is now. <laughs> I, I'm getting from you. I I, I really, uh, you know, really uh, I'm happy, and I'm fortunate to be here and hearing this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I have been doing the mindfulness daily and uh, daily activities. Anything, it's outstanding one. <laughs> so, so I didn't go deep, uh, deeply, uh, you know. Um, and since you're mentioning yesterday, and then maybe choose something, I'm moving uh, my posture. Yes. So that was very interesting, and I doing. And when I move and when I speak now or when I move and I'm moving, that's all I do. So there's not much insight coming. But once in a while, very once in a while, there's insight. And, oh, uh, I didn't get this time, but the um, but other times that I'm doing over a few years and Insight came, and it just surprised me and happy, happy. It makes me very uh, happy uh, to knowing that, oh, what, you know. What do you mean by insight? It's, it's something that I uh, ordinary, I don't remember right now, but the yeah, ordinary uh, activities, it's just... Um, you know, we are, we, without, we are acknowledging what I'm doing, I have done so many years, but since I'm doing mindfulness, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing once in a while that uh, the, the, some, some experience is not, uh, next time I can pinpoint out and tell you, but the, uh, so that's what I'm experiencing once in a while. And that uh, toward to the happiness. So what, what I'm if if I do just now is I'm I'm speaking, you know, and I'm looking at it. That's all I did mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. You that's know. that's fine. You know that actually the the um, just the being present while you're speaking while you're seeing begins to put you into the space of being aware. I mean, one of the other pieces that I like to talk about often is that every experience has both the knowing and the experience. So they're, they're the two things together. They're, they're um, 
So there's the, the talking, the seeing, and there's the knowing of it. And the more and more we become familiar with, particularly in our daily life practice, it seems this is extremely helpful, the more familiar we get with the feeling of the knowing of experience and less focused on what is known. So you're, you're, you're seeing, you're hearing, you're speaking, and you know that all of that is happening. The movement, at first, at first we're often in, that the, the mind is more aware of the things being seen, of the words being spoken, and what's being heard. You know, that you're aware of it, but you're more aware of the, of the object side of it. What's being heard, seen, known. I mean, what's being, what's being experienced. Over time, and again, this isn't something to do so much as it is an exploration of how the mind works. Just being open to the possibility that you can also be aware of the knowing side of it. That you can be aware that you are knowing seeing is happening. You're knowing hearing is happening. You're knowing speaking is happening. And the knowing is a separate phenomenon from the things being known. They're different things. The more and more we can be aware of the knowing, the more we are landing in the mirror, essentially, in the mirror's capacity to reflect, in the mind's capacity to know, to perceive, to feel. And that part of the mind, that part of the mind that can know, feel, perceive, has some very interesting qualities. It, uh, it tends to be non-judgmental. Because as I said, it doesn't care what it's experiencing. It just reflects. And so when we, as we move into the awareness part of our experience, as opposed to being aware of what is happening, as we move into that awareness part, we begin to touch into this quality of non-judgmental, of, of not being reactive. And that itself is a shift. It's like that's where the space comes from when we perceive that when we're experiencing perhaps a feeling of reactivity or frustration and we feel like there's a space around it, that we are observing it. That space, essentially, that feeling of space comes from that knowing capacity of the mind. So that, that shift from being caught in something to being aware of it is like a little insight. It's like a, it's like a little uh, recognition of, oh, I can actually, I don't have to be caught by this, by this thing. I can simply watch it unfold. And so the, the strengthening of the capacity to recognize the knowing strengthens our capacity to not be reactive. So the whole exercise just simply around knowing that you're talking to me, knowing that you're seeing, knowing that you're speaking, begins to strengthen this capacity to be, to be aware of the knowing itself. And just be curious about when you're more aware of the things that are known, when you're more aware of the color, the form, the sound, the vibration, the, the words being said, the thoughts of your mind generating the speech, you're more aware of all of that, or are you aware of the fact that this is all known? And this is a subtle phenomenon. Being aware of the knowing is, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's not something that's obvious to us. It's kind of like the air we breathe. You know, it's always there. It's the, the, the fact that we know things is always there. And it's so present that we just don't see it. So it's, 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 uh, it's hard to touch into because it's so obvious in a way. Mm-hmm. So just hold it almost as a koan, the possibility of being aware of the knowing. And when you notice that space around something, if you're reactive, if, you're, if you notice that space 
It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that reactivity, but I, I can be non-reactive to the reaction. That space that you feel is a manifestation of that knowing, of the, uh, of the being aware of the knowing. So what I'm hearing is you're saying is there's twofold. So uh, notice it, aware of it, the activities, activity, one activity, and know, know that I know. Yes, <laughs> that, yes. That I notice. If, if you can know that, you know, that you're noticing. Uh, I don't make a big project out of it. Just kind of be aware of when in your experience or be aware that there's the possibility that in your experience you can notice sometimes you're really out there, you know, you're, you're aware, but you're kind of in the world of the objects. You're noticing color, form, sound, smell, taste, touch, thoughts. You're noticing all of the objects of awareness. And sometimes you'll actually be aware of, oh, actually I'm just knowing things. So it's... It's more that the mind will be aware of the knowing sometimes. And usually we just don't notice it because right. it's kind of subtle. So it's more just notice it, kind of taking a curiosity and interest. Oh, actually, I see what that means. I see what it means. Just for a split second, you get a taste of, oh, that's what it means to be aware of the knowing. And so not trying to do it. We're not trying to do awareness of knowing. That actually just can generate a headache. So. <laughs> so just kind of noticing. The mind has that capacity and it will do it. We just overlook it. So just kind of taking an interest in noticing that shift. So top of that, what I do is laboring. Laboring. All day, laboring. So... Notice it, notice it, and laboring. Mm-hmm. Now, now knowing too. Yes. So threefold. <laughs> okay. So we need to Thank stop you. now. So. Um, Thank you for your reports. 